0: Hello, everyone, and ow! Did you hear that pop? I did. That was my
1: wrist. You got delicate. Oh, I thought it was your fingers.
0: (laughs) No, that was my wrist. Anyway, let's start that again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Leidman, And I'm Chris Blasky, And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, as we get started, I have a stat for you. A stat? A stat. Oh. 20%. 20%. That's the percentage that podcast listening is down due to coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that
1: explains a lot. Uh, that definitely explains a lot in our stats.
0: But I would have thought it'd be up. That's what I, I would thought.
1: People, I guess most people just listen on their commute. Maybe
0: that's that's the thing is they're finding that people listen on their commute. And that's true because, you know, the times I listen most there's on my commute and when I'm cleaning and of my two things that I listen to podcasts on, I only do one of those still. So, <laughs> so I am well, definitely listening to a lot less podcasts.
1: It's true. I only listen. I, I almost literally only listen on my commute as well. Sometimes when I'm making dinner, that's the only other time I'll put it on.
0: That's true. I, sometimes when I like making lunch or something, you know, when I'm kind of on my own, I find I'm more apt to watch YouTube when I'm on my own, just like making lunch or something. But oh, I don't have the attention
1: span to uh, make something as well as watch a video.
0: <laughs> I watch a lot of YouTube videos that are like facts, where really the video doesn't matter.
1: Oh, oh, okay, okay. It's like a video podcast kind of thing.
0: Yeah, like like I don't know if you've ever heard of Did You Know Gaming? They do a, the content is in the trivia. You know, like I don't need to watch the B roll of, you know, whatever game they're talking about in the background, right. that kind of thing. So that's the kind of stuff that I watch when I'm cooking or something.
1: So, so what is up is
0: video watching up maybe? Do we have to switch to YouTube now? You know, actually I was, I was listening to one of, well, actually it was on Twitter. It wasn't even listening to, but a podcast that I listened to, they mentioned that their, their actual listening through podcast apps was down but their YouTube viewership is way up. That makes sense.
1: I know I know that Twitch streaming, for the first time ever, the just chatting and like the, not game show, but like the television show streaming channels are one and two. So they outweigh all the gaming stuff.
0: You know, if, if we were to start doing that, unless we did this, this straight, the audio over a graphic up on the website, if we started posting the video of us chatting, first of all, viewership would go down because everybody would see us. But second of all, I feel like we would lose a lot of the magic that goes on behind the scenes in the podcast. What what magic? I do a lot of of editing. I, I tighten things up. I tighten up the graphics, so to speak. Yeah. There there is a delay when you and I are talking that doesn't come through in the actual final build. I actually like edit that out. There there are moments where you and I chat over each other and you can't make out what either of us say. And because you give me access to your file and I record my file separately, I'm actually able to, like, cut out stuff. So, like, say you said something that was really funny. Yes. And over top of it, I was like, uh, so that would be ruined, right? That's true. That's true. When I'm going through, I do an edit where I, I make sure if if we're talking over each other, I find if, if one of us is just being like, yeah, over the other person's point, I just cut it out. But... If, you know, if if I, we put it up warts and all, then your funny joke would be ruined by me being like, uh, okay. Or, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> but then
1: people would understand the conditions that I'm forced to work with.
0: Like. Right, right. <laughs> but you make it sound like every time you make a funny joke, I'm editing me talking over <laughs> you. <laughs> but that's, that's not no, it no, at all.
1: They will never know. They don't ever hear the raw footage, right?
0: Yeah, true, true. And sometimes it's vice versa. It's not always you stepping on my funny line. <laughs> or your, You
1: know, no that that's true that's a good point
0: yes but here we are we're what this is the fourth week now where we've been in whole month yeah this
1: would be this would be number four i keep naming the episodes like the covid chronicles so this is number four yeah okay we'll we'll see how long i keep that up for once we hit like double digits
0: (laughs) 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 that just gets depressing
1: yeah it's like okay maybe we should just stop doing this but I, I finally shaved my quarantine beard i have oh you did a good, old, good old fashioned baby face back yeah oh i'm sad it was awful it was awful
0: everyone i know who's like i'm going to do a quarantine beard has, has just completely chickened out i didn't
1: chicken out as much as it was really ugly like it was so bad <laughs>
0: that's the thing though beards when you're growing them they 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 get to a point where they look like crap and you got to push through it and then then it gets into good territory
1: Oh, no, I I just I wasn't willing to put in the time. I I, I was done with it, Mike. But I did. I did leave the mustache for a brief two minutes. And I went and found Tiff. It's like, what do you think about this? And she practically kicked me back into the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) to go
0: shave it again. And did uh, you come back out with the, the other mustache? Oh, the old Hitler stash, no. Yeah, because you know everybody does that, right?
1: Yes, but I am I am physically unable to grow the Hitler stash, Mike. Oh, really? Eh? I did get a little bit of connection in the middle, but not a ton, not a ton.
0: Yeah, th- that's a thing. None of us would ever actually wear it, but you know, we all will go like, huh, you know, just because. <laughs> we're Well, dumb. it's the
1: steps, right? You kind of you kind of shave here, so you get the chops and the goatee, yes, and then you pick either the goatee or the chops, and you see how you look with that, and then you. Keep cutting it down to sort
0: of see. Yeah, you don't just shave the whole thing off. You have to style it in stupid styles for a while to see what what would look, you know, cute or funny or silly. Yeah, or what could have been, right? Yeah, you always got to come out to somebody and be like, look at this. <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> but as it turns out, facial hair for me, I, it's, I don't think it's in my future, Mike. It just It just
0: didn't fit my face. I'm at a point now where I'm starting to debate whether or not I... Not shave it off, but, like, just go back to trimming it. Because I haven't trimmed it in, like, two weeks. Right. And it's not awful, but it's starting to get, like, pretty long. And And the funny thing is, is, like, and this is a thing that you would have learned had you grown your beard out longer. Right, right. Is it doesn't all grow uniformly. Oh, God, no. No, I could tell you that already. <laughs> yeah. So, there's a lot of, like, bits on my beard that are, like, it's kind of bumpy out here, but here it's still very flat. So, you know, it's starting to look kind of weird. Right, right. But I mean, whatever. I just, I, I'm just letting it grow for now. Like my never-ending hair growing at the moment that's just going ridiculous. And
1: Yeah, it's going to be a huge
0: boom for hairdressers once they lift all the quarantine orders, eh? <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. But how are, how are things going over there? Have you gotten to the point where you're going to cut your own kid's hair yet?
1: Um, no, not yet. Like, Ben's hair is quite long. To look at it, you can tell he's got a lot, right? It's curly hair. It's kind of like yours, a little more curly and stuff, but it stays up. It's like fluffy, so it keeps up out of his eyes. But when you wash his hair, his front hair goes down below his nose, and the back hair goes between his shoulder blades. Oh, wow. So He's got the length there now. We look at it, it's like, well, maybe I could take the scissors to it, but it doesn't seem to bother him, so I'm not going to worry about it too much right now. Well, you know what you need to do. What's that? Business in the front. Part the day. <laughs> do, do the bullet? No way, man. No way. <laughs> Although Tiff had him in a ponytail the other day. So he was, uh, he was like rocking like a man bun almost. And I was like, no, I, I can't have this. This is not my son.
0: Every so often, I do it with my hair because it's getting so long at the front that I'll just kind of go like this with it and just to be like, all right, it's out of my eyes for a little bit <laughs> and hope that nobody <laughs> sees me with this stupid front ponytail going Yeah, on. you just got to gel just that front a little bit, right? Oh, uh, well, that's the thing. Like, the gel I have is not strong enough to support the weight of this mass on the front of my head. So oh, okay. It all just hangs down. Right. So, do I want it to hang down and be crunchy or do I just want it to hang down and move out of the way, you know? But Yeah.
1: Well, other than that, though, Mike, uh, Ben and I have come to an agreement. We will stop harassing each other during the day. And (laughs) it was pretty good. Today was a very smooth day, which I'm I'm very happy about. It does help a lot that the weather has turned very nice. So we can go outside. I bring my laptop out there and he plays around and stuff. Well, today I was doing a little bit of yard work, cleaning all that kind of crap up. But that was good. Yeah, he doesn't have many... I don't have any new really baby stories. We were going on lots of walks and he likes to bring his lawnmower with him. Right. So we lawnmower up the sidewalk around where the the senior public school is and that kind of thing, but I don't know. he's not doing any new tricks. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a slow week.
0: <laughs> he got some shots today. He was not happy about that. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. William is actually doing a lot more walking around. Like we actually when we go for walks now in the in the stroller, we we once we get close to home, we let him out and let him walk home. Nice. So he's doing pretty well on that. We've been playing in the backyard a lot because it's, you know, we can't go anywhere else, right? Yeah. We've been playing in the backyard, and we actually got William a garden set that came with a lawnmower. He promptly tripped over it and broke it. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, so the uh, the little push part doesn't quite, like, it had a, par, a part that stopped it from going too far forward. Oh, okay. And now that part is just completely gone. Like, he can just he walks too fast and it just falls over like he can't really like keep it out in front of him, you know, like there was like a little hook that, that kept it angled, right? So when he would push it, it would stay out. Yeah, a locking mechanism. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's bent backwards. So he, if he pushes it, it just bends forward and he falls over. <laughs> onto it. So
1: have you noticed uh, on, on your walks when you do release him from the, uh, the stroller? Does he has he made a break for the road yet?
0: Not yet, not yet. He's usually really good, like, he'll start heading towards something, and we'll be like, no, and point, and he'll go the way we want him to go, which is surprising, because he doesn't do that at home in the slightest. You know, when he's walking around at home, you're like, go over here, or or come here, and he's like, nah, and runs away, you know? Well, if we're going back to the dog training theory here from a couple episodes ago, Mm -hmm. they
1: did say that dogs are much more behaved at the actual training center than at the house because they know at the training center they have to listen. Where at the house it's kind of a 50-50 gray zone. So maybe kids are the same way. You know, that's why they're always so well behaved at someone else's house. But at your own house they're they're absolute terrors.
0: Maybe. That could that could be true. Yeah. Otherwise, William, we've been training him to sleep without soothers and actually just not have soothers in general. We've decided That, hey, what the hell, we're all going to be home anyway, why not just try and slowly ease him off of these? Because remember, he was like four soothers a night, right? Right. Like he was sleeping with four soothers, and we've actually, we've whittled him down to two. He sleeps with two soothers at night now. Right. And we're actually, when it comes to nap time, we've removed a soother, so now there's only one soother, and we've put a stuffed animal in there. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So now we're like, okay, this seems to be working. Although the only thing that I'm finding is now when he's taking a nap, he'll wake up, and instead of going right back to sleep, because what he would do is if he wakes up, he just puts another soother in his mouth and goes back to sleep. Well, now when he wakes up, he finds the stuffed animal and starts playing with the stuffed animal, and then it's like, oh, well, now he's awake. You know? (laughs) So so his his naps are getting shorter,
1: so. Right, okay, okay. No, I thought, didn't you wean him off the soother
0: during the day? Was that, did you do that or you guys just talked about that? We've weaned him off. Like he doesn't have, like he's not, we don't give them to him during the day. He only gets them at nap time and night time. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's been interesting. Laura is going to attempt to put him down for a nap because she's off on Wednesday. Right. She's going to put him down for a nap with no th- soothers and see what happens. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to be working and I'm <laughs> yeah, going to be that's hands her, that's off. That's her problem now. <laughs> yeah. Hands off completely. Well,
1: hopefully the hopefully the teddy bear or whatever animal fills the gap cuz I know Ben must have his his stuffed animal with him. But he he really likes his Benny Bunny at home, but you know, at daycare we don't send it obviously, so he's got a different one there. So he just likes having something in bed.
0: For William, it is a sloth named Coco. Oh, there you go. Coco is the McMaster. Uh they do a stuffed animal every year for support and Coco is this year's.
1: Oh, okay. Does he play with him outside of uh the crib or
0: just it's just a crib animal he does but he doesn't like he will not actively seek out coco to play but if he sees coco he will be like oh coco give me give me coco and then we give him coco and he just hugs coco and it's adorable and then after he's finished hugging coco for a minute he'll throw him away and go (laughs) and do something else discarded
1: okay yes I was going to say, yeah, Benny Bunny gets dragged all over the house now. The only rule is not outside. You can't go outside. He's got to stay inside.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. The other thing that William has started to do, and he kind of used to do this a lot, but like he does it way more now, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And I've started to call it Troning. 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 Okay. You remember the Disney film Tron from the, the original, not, not Tron Legacy.
1: Well, I, yeah, I don't know the details, but I know what it is. And how, how well do you
0: remember the movie poster? <laughs> <A> negative. <laughs> give, give the movie poster for the original Tron a quick Google. Okay, and, and all right, tell let, me, me, let me pull it up.
1: You, uh, you keep your story going, Tron movie poster.
0: William reenacts the cover to Tron on a daily basis with all items of food. That he has had. Oh, he like lifts it straight up yes. in the he air. He does this this up in the air, <laughs> like he's worshiping it. And, right, and I okay. said to I said to Laura, I'm like, it looks like the cover of Tron. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, Tron. And then I showed it to her, and she's like, oh yeah. So I started to call it Troning. So every so often, he'll be eating a cookie, and then he'll lift it to the heavens, and it's it's <laughs> he's it. That's so, right.
1: Thank you for this blessing.
0: Yeah, it's pretty great. But that's that's something that he's doing right now. But yeah
1: you're all settled into the quarantine life now your schedule's working well and he's not getting too
0: bored or anything oh he's super bored but i mean it works out now because we have the outside we've been taking him outside and yeah and he's he's enjoying that but he gets to the point where you can tell that he's done with outside because he tries to sneak through the fence and he can't really do that you know uh, the fence okay is, okay but he'll like squeeze and we're like no you can't do that and he'll just get upset and, like be stuck in the fence <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> yeah, we have to uh, make sure we keep the back door locked because he can open the door by himself now. And, and so all of a sudden, if you forget, you just hear the back door like creak open. It's like, oh
0: crap, I could go chase him down. Well, the one thing that was really funny today is Laura and I were both outside with him, and Laura was outside with him early, mm-hmm. and there was a pot. Or something outside. This is pot that was in our backyard when we moved in. We never really used our backyard until like right now. The, this last week is the most we've ever used our backyard since we lived here. And we've lived here like three years. So there's this pot that's been back there that we haven't really been paying attention to, but William loves it. He's like, oh, I'm going to play with this. And we're like, don't play with that. It's sharp and dirty. And he, of course, you know, I want the sharp and dirty thing. Let me touch it. So Laura, at some point today, took the pot and she put it in the shed. Well the shed is always locked, so you need to open it with your keys. Well, Laura came out and she was she had just finished work and and I was outside with William and we were playing, and she comes out and she has her house keys and she sits down and there's a deck chair out there, so she sits down, she puts her keys down, and William takes her keys, and we're like, Oh yeah, he's taking your keys. And he makes a beeline for the shed door and tries to unlock the door with the keys. And we're like what the hell like we've only he's only seen us unlock that door with keys one time but he knew that he couldn't get in that door without the keys (laughs) he's at that mimicking stage now yeah like he grabbed the keys and he walked over and he tried to like obviously he doesn't know how to use keys but he was like touching the keys to the door handle trying to open the door and we're just like sitting there flabbergasted like oh my god he's literally he's trying it's not a mistake because he went right for that door yeah, and used those right, keys, yeah. you know? Yeah, he watched Daddy do it. Now he must do it. Exactly. It was like, holy crap. But like, <laughs> He's all about these keys all of a sudden. But...
1: Yeah, and it makes you kind of evaluate like, oh, I got to watch what I say and do now because he's going to start copying everything. And... Oh,
0: yeah. There's so much stuff that he does now that it's like, oh, he reads books. You know, he's reading books on his own. And we've done, there's a couple of books that we've done actions to. Like, there's this book called Dinosaur Dance, and it's all like, stomp, 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 and when it's stomp, 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 we shake the book. Right. Well, he started to do that, even unprompted. Like, if no one is reading him the book, he'll be flipping through the book, and when he gets to that page, he will shake it, stomp, 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 even though he doesn't say anything, he just...
1: Yeah, he just knows that that's the page that
0: you do this. Yeah, exactly. that's right. It was, it was very like, oh, okay, he's doing all of these things all of a sudden. So, yeah, pretty entertaining, but... That's good. That's good. That's all the new and exciting stuff. But I have a follow-up from a previous episode. We were chatting last week about the rule of thirds. Oh, okay. Okay. So (laughs) after last week's show, I was talking to Laura and she was like, yeah, I listened to the show and she listened to it on a walk earlier. And she's like, yeah, I have this photo of William that she's going to put on Instagram. And she's like, so if I were to use the rule of thirds on this photograph, what would that be? And the completely unprompted, like we weren't talking about the episode and what had happened. She just turns to me and she's like, if I were to use the rule of thirds on this photograph, how would I do that? <laughs> so so that photo, if you go on Laura's Instagram, there's a photo of William walking and I'm in the background and I showed her because if you, when you're positioning your Instagram photo around, the rule of thirds boxes show up and I showed it, her exactly how to to set it up. So if you look at that photo, William is in the foreground, I am in the background, but we are set up on perfect third. Lines. Oh, well that, that's good. We are that's an sound.
1: educational podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that those
0: are the white boxes that show up when you're positioning your Instagram. That is the rule of thirds box that we were talking about on that. That's last true, episode. yeah.
1: I think there's a. Lot, I think all the camera apps have the option to do the grid. At least Apple does. I assume Android ones do too. I
0: feel like I've seen it. Like yeah. It's not, it's not on by default, but
1: yeah, turn that thing on. You'll get a lot better pictures, that's for sure. I also have a follow-up, Mike. Oh, good. Um, we talked about the NASCAR thing on Fox. that We didn't have the numbers. We have the numbers now. Oh, nice. They, they pulled in 1.3 million people. So, it actually went up, which is not surprising since it's on the primary network and not sort of the specialty network, but that's a lot of people.
0: I that think is think it's, a lot It of
1: makes it the most watched esports event ever in United States history, like US ratings history.
0: And it's NASCAR.
1: Yeah, it's exactly. it's exactly what
0: they want. Now, this makes me wonder now, because there's always been that rumor that it's all like people who watch NASCAR or hillbillies who just want to see crashes, right? Yeah. What, like, what are they doing sitting there like, I hope there's a digital crash? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it, to, the, to me, this just proves that people are there to see the skill of the drivers kind of a thing i think so i feel like
1: the crash thing is more for you and i right right we don't really care about nascar but seeing a crash is spectacular yeah
0: is there a top 10 on sports center i'll watch that Uh, yeah
1: exactly whereas i think the purists really like the skill and stuff involved so i I don't know i guess we are not the target market but it it is interesting to watch though but yeah 1.3 million i I never would have guessed this is the breakthrough now right because have you heard the NBA is looking to do a 2K tournament on oh ESPN God. or something like gonna, that? I was going to say,
0: when you, as soon as you said NBA, I'm like, what are they playing, 2K or something? Yeah, but- so they've got,
1: I think they had 16 of their like star players or something playing the game. And they're, they're looking to do more stuff along those lines. Um, there was another sports league, too, that was looking to do something similar. But I cannot think of what it is right now. But people have definitely seen what NASCAR is
0: doing and realized, oh, shoot. OK, there's a market here for this. The funny thing is, is when it comes to like NBA, it's completely different. Like it's said, a totally different skill set. Like at least if NASCAR, it's like you can still drive the car with the wheel and everything with NBA. It's like, well, I'm really good at throwing a ball in a hoop. I can't throw my controller <laughs> and do just as well, you know?
1: Yeah, that's Right. ESPN has also said they're going to start televising like actual esports. So we had mentioned Rocket League in the past. Rocket League, they're gonna play the entire season eight RLCS, which is their championship series. They're gonna play that on uh I think ESPN two. Not that we get it in Canada, but if for our US listeners, you can tune in. So yeah, it's it's starting to come out. I think they're they're taking some shots and rolling the dice a little bit here, Mike.
0: Very interesting. Who knows? Maybe Maybe this is the rise of esports into the the mainstream. Yeah,
1: do you don't watch esports and stuff at all, do you? I don't. Not really. I just, okay,
0: it's just weird. Like. It's like watching regular sports for me. <laughs> you know, I just... Well,
1: because I, I was going to ask you, because I I know you're not a big sports guy, so you obviously don't pay for TSN and Rogers Sportsnet and all that type no, of stuff. No. But if they were televising eSports, would you pay for them? But since you don't watch eSports anyway, Mike, it's, uh, no, it's no. a done deal for you.
0: I feel like, I don't know, if I watched it, like really watched it, especially with a game that I was interested in, you know, where I was like, oh, this is something that, takes a lot of skill or something then maybe but the, the the issue is is i don't play like anything that's like multiplayer you know anything that would require like they're not going to have an esport on you know assassin's creed or the last of us you know <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, a
1: playthrough maybe
0: yeah yeah the, see how fast this guy can do it maybe that's what they start doing is speed runs yeah there you yeah, go the speed <laughs> runs <laughs> who can break the game the worst yeah the, have you ever seen those those super mario like the old like mario 64 speed runs and stuff oh that's crazy where the people like jump backwards through the walls and stuff like i don't even understand how that stuff works where they like take advantage of glitches and stuff to get huge time bonuses and stuff it's
1: it's crazy there is a documentary on youtube and it's 30 minutes long and it's why well, it, there's a channel dedicated to like the history of speed running and stuff and every video is Dedicated to a particular popular game or whatever. And there was one on the original Mario Brothers for the NES. It is fascinating what these guys do. And like the little tiny glitches that they're still finding today to shave like a second off the world record time. Because I, mean, I don't know if you know, but you can beat the original Mario Brothers game in five minutes and like 30 seconds, something like that. Yeah, that, that
0: sounds about right. Yeah, which yeah. is it crazy. It's so crazy. I could not do that. No, no, no. <laughs> no neither could I. Well, have you seen IGN has started to do this thing where they, they're actually showing speed runs to developers? Oh, I saw, I saw the Half-Life one. Yeah, where people are, like, beating Half-Life in, like, 40 minutes, and, like, they show the developers, and the developers are doing commentary over it, being like, holy crap, you know, like...
1: Yeah, I I like there was one comment the guy made, the speedrunner skipped past this whole section. It's like, that took me two years to program that section. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, oh that sucks for you (laughs) yeah
0: yeah one of the uncharted games i've never made the attempt myself because like i don't you know you know me i do like to occasionally go for platinum trophies in games yes
1: occasionally
0: Uncharted. well not every one if i did it for every game that i had the option to i'd have like 300 platinums right instead of like 150 (laughs) way to have some restraint there (laughs) some are hard Anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, Uncharted 1 is one of these games that I, I, I was playing. I haven't even beaten that game on hard mode or anything like that. I beat it on normal and then hard mode kicked my ass. Well, apparently the, the you can't get the platinum without beating it on the hardest difficulty, which is even harder than hard. And I've seen like guys that are like, oh yeah, just jump over here and you can completely skip this entire hard chapter and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, like that's. Not exactly a speed running technique, but it's an entertaining way to get through like a hard playthrough of a game.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get rid of the challenging
0: parts. Yeah, just skip over them. Somebody's <laughs> crying in the corner. Yeah, that's years.
1: right. That's I wish there was light. You could do that in life sometimes to just skip over. Them. Just skip over the the shitty part. Right, that internship you had to take in your career. Just skip over that. You yeah, know?
0: go right into the into an actual employment and experience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Oh, good times. Yep. We also have talked about Zoom
1: becoming the de facto quarantine social gathering virtual service. uh, Yes, yes, that's correct. Turns out that Zoom might not be your best choice to make because there are a a huge number of security
0: flaws and spyware and stuff built into it. Yes, I've heard of this. I've heard the one thing I've heard is Zoom bombing is the one thing I've heard about. That's
1: right. Zoom bombing is the big one because obviously it's sort of the most public. I, I, I know you're not a hockey guy, but the New York Rangers announced one of their draft picks who happened to be a, a minority and somebody Zoom bombed it and just shouted a bunch of racist garbage and stuff on there. Yeah. Like that's been probably the highest profile version of it. But it's basically the way that Zoom does their meetings is it's just, a I think, a random nine digit code might be six digit code but nine. But you could just literally type in a random number and the odds of you getting into a meeting are probably pretty good. And so that's what they're doing is people are just popping into your conversations and just being total assholes and stuff. So that's one thing. And there's no encryption. So a smart hacker can just grab all your information and that kind of stuff. And there's a bunch of security flaws. And now it turns out they sell your data to Facebook, even though there's technically no relation to Facebook in Zoom. and mm. It's just a mess, Mike. It's, it's just a mess. Don't use Zoom. Use Skype. Use Facebook Messenger.
0: You know, just don't use Zoom. Stop it. Just stop it already. (laughs) I've been using Google Duo. Well, that's very good. That's very good, Mike. I I sent a a link to my brother because we've been trying to set that up with him because he's the only member of our family that uses an iPhone. Right. Everybody else is Android, so it was very easy to get them all set up on Duo, but he is not currently, so... (laughs) <laughs> what well, yep. duo does exist on the iPhone so I do know that because I was able to send him a link on where to download it but Ooh, from what perfect. I understand he is not he's not downloaded it yet The difference between him and him and I is that he is working from home while his wife is still an essential service and watching two children So he probably saw my message and was like, don't got time for this and moved on with his life <laughs>
1: I can sympathize with your brother <laughs> yes but only 50 yes. percent of the amount I can't, yes. I can't picture the full hundred.
0: Yep, definitely. I don't know. So at some point in the future, I will, I will have a, some sort of video chat with my brother. It's something to look forward to. But speaking of things in the future to look forward to, there's, there's one less because I don't know when I'm going to see it. And that's The Last of Us 2. I know. I've heard the news, Mike. It's been delayed indefinitely. I've never heard of a game being delayed indefinitely before.
1: Haven't they cited it being more like economic issues than anything else? The game is virtually finished, but I don't think they want to release it because people can't buy the game outside of a digital download.
0: Well, basically what I'm I'm seeing is that the the it's exactly as you said. The game is basically done. The, the guys are like, they made comments that we're in the final steps. We're only squashing tiny bugs at the end. The game was supposed to come out next month, you know, like it's not far off, but the, the infrastructure isn't in place to get copies printed, sent and delivered. That's, that's their big issue. And they want the fans to be able to experience it all at the same time. So that's why they're not releasing it like, well, here it is digitally anyway, you know? Because there's a lot of places who can't get that. Like, a perfect example is I was listening to another podcast, and they wrote in, and they like, look, I live in the middle of, you know, bum-ass Australia, and our internet, if I want to download a game, it takes me three days. Right. And then after that, I I don't have any data for the rest of the month. You know, like, stuff like that. Like, I'm not going to download it if I don't don't have to, kind of a thing. That's why I prefer to buy physical, is what this guy was saying. Same thing with me. Like, I, I would still rather have the physical. So, if it comes down to it, you know, like, I can't get a hold of it because it's not getting shipped, it's not getting delivered, or anything like that. Right. So, they're, they're waiting to find a way to, to get it into more hands at the same time. The first, Last of Us, is very well known for its story, and I feel like if they were to put this game out in the wild, and there's tons of people who have just, they don't have access to it, and then they start getting spoiled by the people who do have access to it, then that's going to be a lot of angry people that's going to translate to people who don't end up buying it when they do actually have access to it, you know, that kind of a thing.
1: Well, that's exactly it. It's, it's like you said, you know, the game itself is great, you know, the, the shooting and the fighting and the sneaking and whatever, but really you're playing it for the story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, is it's like a movie is you don't want to have a story ruined for you. And if you do get it ruined, yeah, you may just not want to buy it at all. Now, now, for somebody like you, who's a real hardcore physical guy, yes, should they have released it on schedule? But they said it's digital only. Physical? Who knows? Maybe it's December. Would you break your embargo and download the game?
0: It's hard to say for The Last of Us because Mm The Last of Us is is something like. There's a few games that I bought. Like I've told you about limited run games where you can buy physical. they, They they do only a few thousand copies of physical games. But they're games that are downloadable. And I've actually bought two of those games, but in both cases, they're side-scrolling beat-em-ups. They're not games where I'm gonna be like, no, the story's been ruined because right, I know yeah, who kidnapped right. the boyfriend. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like
1: what's the story? Yeah, the story of Doom. Oh yeah, he he beats the big hell guy at the end. No shot. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So something like that, I I can I can wait for it to come out. Nobody's gonna spoil that for me. But this is kind of like Something that I'd be going crazy trying to block because it'd be everywhere, you know, like YouTube algorithms are like, guess what? Here's everything related to The Last of Us because you watched one video one time, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. It's hard to say, like, given them, I mean, Doom, I was able to still get Doom, but I felt like Doom was something that I, if I, if it was like, if I couldn't have got Doom and I was waiting for it for a few weeks, I would have been fine. You know, like I would be like, okay, that's fine. I have other games that I'm gonna play, but again, like you said, it's a story of Doom. Yeah, it's it's not a time sensitive story. No. Yeah, so it's hard to say. Uh, I'm happy. Well, I guess I shouldn't say I'm happy.
1: (laughs) No, but you appreciate the decision that was made, right? I get
0: it. I understand. Like, I I I'm not angry. I'm definitely not angry because I still have, I mean, I still have a ton of games to play. I got to buy, That's right. I got to play Doom still, you know? <laughs> yeah, get on that, Mike. But just to show how, how dumb I am, I actually bought another game. Oh, Michael. Yeah. So it's funny. <laughs> Do you know the game Life is Strange? Life is Strange 2?
1: Um, it sounds very familiar, but I have not played it.
0: Okay. So Life is Strange is a series. It's a story. It's like um, an adventure game and it's, it's released episodically. And Life is Strange 2 released episodically digitally over months, like tons of tons of time, you know. Right. And uh, like he was like oh, it was over a year before it was finished. And I waited even though that's a very heavy story-based game because I wanted to buy it physically. And when it came out physically, I felt it was a little too expensive for what it was. So I was like I'll just wait, I'll wait till it goes on sale. And when the, the quarantine happened, There's actually a local game store not too far from here called One Up Games. Free plug for One Up Games. They were doing they were doing delivery, actually. Mm -hmm. Where if you made an order off of their website, they would deliver it to you. So I was like, okay, I kinda want to do that. Like I kind of want to support a local business, you know, like during this tough time, because I can't go to the store and buy stuff. Maybe I'll order something, they can deliver it, and you know, I'll throw some money their way. So I look at the the list of games that they have available. And Life is Strange 2 is available. And it's still the, this high price that I'm kind of like, it's 50 bucks. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's still a lot. But again, I want to support a store that I want to still be there when all of this is over, kind of a thing. Sure. So I'm like, 50 bucks, okay, to support these guys, that's fine with me. So I send them an email that's, you know, hey, I want to order this game. And then I go back to their main page. And it turned out, because I'd seen this message that they were doing deliveries, And then I waited a couple days and then I went back and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it. In the time it took me to see the message and then decide I was actually going to buy the game, they stopped doing deliveries because things got worse. Oh no. So I sent them this email and I see on their front page, oh, we're not doing deliveries anymore. And then they send me an email saying, hey, we're not doing deliveries anymore. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. I completely understand. Don't even worry about it. I was only going to buy the game to support you kind of a thing. The next day, I get an email from Amazon, half price. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> but, but. Click. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm part of the problem. I can't support my local mom and bops because I'm just well, buying it I mean, on Amazon.
1: Well, that's, that's the struggle, right? Being a small or medium-sized business is you're going to get price beat a lot of the times. And if it's five bucks, okay, no big deal. But if it's 50% off, then yeah, that's. That's a hard That's a hard one to pass up.
0: And the funny thing was, the game wasn't even, like, on my radar at the moment, right? Because I was like, you know, I'm going to wait until that game is cheap. That game came out at the beginning of February. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it, you know? And then I saw it available at this local store, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick that up, support them, even if it is full price. And then the next day, Amazon's like, bam, it's on sale. And I'm like damn it. <laughs> Your mother. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, if, I, if I hadn't been for the fact that I was thinking of buying it the day before, I probably wouldn't have bought it. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Right. But here we are. I bought it. And I know quarantine problems, right? Yeah. So I have even more to play through before Last of Us gets here. And you know what? I don't know when it comes out. Like people are being like, do you think they push it and make it a PlayStation five game? I doubt it. I I, I feel like they're not going to do that whenever they figure out the best time to release it is when they're going to release it. So, but yeah, I got plenty to play in the meantime on quarantine. I also have plenty to watch on quarantine, including last night and the night before. And for the first time ever, a two night only event. WrestleMania was this past weekend. And boy, was it a weird one?
1: It was very weird. First things first. I loved that they split it up. Yes. I I really, genuinely appreciated that WrestleMania finished at 10 p.m. (laughs) and not like 1230 at night like it was last year. That was a huge, a huge win for me. I really liked that it ended early. I don't know how a split WrestleMania would work with an audience and like with paying ticket holders and stuff. I don't think they would appreciate it quite as much, but it's hard to say. Because a lot of them will do like the takeover followed by WrestleMania the next day.
0: That's true. They they also didn't have a takeover to do the day before either. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that made it easier to do the two night two night thing. So yeah, two nights with nobody there watching. Yeah, no crowd. Yeah, I I, I gotta be honest, Mike.
1: I hated the fact that there was no crowd. Right. Like, I, I am one of those guys, and maybe it's a weird thing, but I, I will go on YouTube and find, like, the loudest WWE crowd reactions. You know, I love those top 10 videos, because to me, it really, it really gets you amped up and excited for the situation that's about to happen. Whereas, you know, yesterday, they could pull off some ridiculous thing. Like, I guess we'll do spoilers and stuff, obviously, but Kevin Owens jumped off the WrestleMania sign to dead silence (laughs) yes yes (laughs) you know but but if he did it in the arena could you imagine how loud that would be that pop would have been huge yeah would have been amazing yeah so i don't know did you did it take you out of the matches because it definitely took me out of a lot of the matches
0: it did even the matches that i was interested in i found myself getting like disconnected from it you know like i i guess when you don't have that crowd to like you know focus your attention with It was just like, a perfect example, Edge versus Orton. On the second night, that was the match I wanted to watch the most, was Edge versus Orton. Right. And then while it's happening, I'm like, what's going on on Twitter? You know, (laughs) like just (laughs) it would just pop up in the corner and I'd be like, wait, no, go back, watch the match. No, Well, to be fair, Edge versus Orton lasted forever. It was like 40 minutes long, yeah. Someone,
1: I, I read somewhere that that was the longest WrestleMania match ever. Was it really? Can you confirm that? Do you know? Can you think of anything that was longer?
0: I know there's the one Undertaker-Michael's match was incredibly long, but I don't know if it was longer than that.
1: I was going to say, I think the previous records were something like 30 minutes long or something. I guess we could look this up, but... Uh, this is true. But anyway, yeah, it, it was, I think, 38 minutes or something along those lines, and it really would have benefited for being about 15 minutes shorter, <laughs> in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, when they got into that big-ass room at the end and they were, like, climbing on stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay, now they're in the room with the ladders. This will end it. And then it went on for, like, another 15 minutes after that.
1: Yeah. I guess I... It was it was a double-edged sword for me, because I was... I agree. It was one of the ones I was most excited about, because I had never watched Edge as a WWE fan. I've seen a bunch of his famous matches and whatever, but he had retired before I started watching, so I was very excited to see it, and... Yeah, it just kept on going. Now, it didn't help that Last Man Standing matches are probably my least favorite kind of WWE match, because I find they drag on forever with all the counting to 10 and all this type of crap, but...
0: Yeah, it's true. Like, the Last Man Standing matches are, like, in theory, are fantastic, because it's like, oh man, knockdown, down, drag out. But it's like, all right, if you, if you think of another match where it's like, oh man, he hit him with his finisher. One, two, three, exciting! It's like, oh man, he hit him with a finisher. Now let's sit and wait for like the a ten count that takes twenty seconds, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And he's gonna wobble to his feet at nine and a half seconds every time. Yeah, yeah. What was um the I we'll call it the night, even though it was two nights. What was the the match of the night for you? And you cannot say the Firefly funhouse match, because that is a that's a whole separate discussion. <laughs>
0: oh because that's what i was gonna say oh uh, okay okay that match was redonkulous Do do i mean okay you want to talk about one it? let's talk about Well i was gonna say is there a match that you wanted to specifically talk about because i feel like if we're gonna start talking about the firefly funhouse we're gonna be talking about it for a while
1: i was gonna say the only other match i was gonna talk about was the boneyard match like all all the matches were fine there was nothing wrong with of the matches but i wasn't hyped about any of them Like, as usual, there was ones I thought that shouldn't have been on the card at all. You know, hello, Corbin versus Elias. You know, that shouldn't have been there. And I don't know. But uh, yeah, let's let's talk Funhouse. Then we'll talk Boneyard afterwards.
0: Okay. so the Funhouse. What the hell was the (laughs) Funhouse? It was more like a short film, I thought. It, It was a short film about the careers of Bray Wyatt and John Cena. Yeah. And you know what? As a person who's been watching for a really long time. I appreciated the little nods and history in there. There was so much just tucked away. Like, it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah,
1: I I really enjoyed how they actually did, like, the Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend psychological warfare in person. Because I don't think you could ever do this match if it wasn't a quarantine situation going on. Right. Because, what was it, like, 15 minutes long? Like, it was a long video Mm -hmm. so you know the crowd's not going to sit and watch that but i I don't know i liked it i like how he kind of like broke down john cena mentally and they portrayed that
0: in in the video i thought it was a really cool way of of doing it all i loved so many little things like the fact that they did a nitro bit with the new world order was phenomenal Mm -hmm. with nwo john cena 1980s main event John Cena with like where he's acting like Hulk Hogan. What was his name? Like John Meat Man or something like that? <laughs> it was like, something
1: like that, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Like The fact that they put John Cena back in his Ruthless Aggression outfit from his debut was amazing. When he taunted him with Nikki Bella's theme song <laughs> it was
1: wonderful. Oh, It was so good. It, it, it was so different which to me made it really interesting. Mm-hmm. I I don't know I, I don't know how what, what else to talk about in regards because it was just so crazy. You just have to go watch it. I mean that's
0: and the fact that the couple did a match and literally there's one wrestling move in the entire thing and it's the end and the guy who cats the pin is the guy who did the move. <laughs> so <laughs> like biased I don't know but yeah no it was phenomenal I loved it it was. It was so good. So out there and ridiculous. Definitely the highlight of both nights I'd say. Oh, 100%. But then you would say your your second favorite would have been the Boneyard with AJ Styles. I'm going
1: and- to I'm going to say yes just because of how hokey the whole thing was. Right. You know, it was almost like this sort of, like, horror show where they had a match in this farm with a attached graveyard for some reason, <laughs> you know, because it was, what, a Buried Alive match, I think that's what they were calling it. It was a Boneyard match. Oh, Boneyard, yeah, calling. sorry, that's true, Boneyard match, which was, you know, secretly Buried Alive match. I thought it was a really clever way to hide how The Undertaker absolutely sucks now in the ring. Right. Yeah, he's old. Well, he can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, he should be retired. Didn't he not retire like three WrestleManias ago? You know? Yeah. The the big ramp WrestleMania. That was it for him.
0: Yeah. Where he appeared halfway up the ramp so he didn't have to walk down that enormous (laughs) ramp. Yeah.
1: But I, I really liked it. But it was so hokey. I don't think AJ Styles had anything other to say than old man. All yes. the time. Everything was no, old, old man. man.
0: Everything was old man and bitch.
1: Yes, that's true. And it was the same Undertaker back to AJ was all bitch, 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 like that kind of stuff.
0: So AJ was like, come on, old man. Come on, bitch. And, and then Undertaker back to AJ was like, I'm an old man. Huh, bitch? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> that's, that was the entire conversation. Yeah. That's the other thing that I love. And it wasn't just an Undertaker's match. It was in every match. That, like, people were just having conversations during their matches.
1: <laughs> which was really good. I, I did enjoy that. I think the only, uh, taking it aside from the Boneyard match for a second, I think the only match that really took advantage was Owens versus Rollins. Because they actually had, like, a, a conversational storyline in their match, which was, which was kind of fun.
0: I found that Charlotte and Rhea Ripley had a lot of talking yes but it didn't have it wasn't it didn't add to the story no you're right it was literally just them you know being like you're in my house now like like it's a lot of that kind of thing right (laughs) right but yeah the 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 conversations that we're having like edge and orton was full of them like being like how could you do this to me you know like stuff like that you know yeah which added to that particular story too
1: okay So here's a question about the Boneyard match, obviously. Uh, There was at one point where um, Gallows and Anderson revealed all these dark hooded villains, I guess, baddies. And they all decided to attack the Undertaker.
0: Does the Undertaker not control all the dark forces in the WWE? You would think because he was able to shoot fire and lightning during this uh, match. As yeah, well.
1: I was like, uh, isn't this his disciples? Why are they fighting the Undertaker? <laughs> you know, why are they believing in the OC? You know, I don't, I don't quite understand this one.
0: Also, Undertaker straight up murdered those three men. He did. He did. Like, two of those men were thrown off of buildings. Another one was buried alive. Yes. All of them are dead. They're all dead.
1: And now now that they're all dead, how do they... Oh, no, two questions. The first one, the picture of AJ Styles' hand out of the sort of buried grave. Oh, my God. it's, It's the most unintentionally hilarious thing I have ever seen in my life. Like, it's literally... You know like those fake hands you buy at like Yeah, at a Halloween. Halloween a that you kind of Halloween. put in your trunk and it's like, "Oh, look, there's an arm out of the trunk." Yeah. It, it was like that bad. It's like a <laughs> it's like a a, a a cardboard tube with AJ's glove on the end of it. That's what it was.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was wonderful. I was disappointed that they did not play Limp Biscuit while he was riding around on his motorcycle because that was another thing. It was biker taker again yeah american badass Yeah, american badass undertaker which is hilarious because he has not appeared since like wrestlemania 19 well no no he was before that wrestlemania 20 is when he came back as deadman undertaker so like 16 years he hasn't been biker undertaker in 16 years so for him to come back and be that was just hilarious like i wasn't the biggest fan of biker undertaker right I got, you know, I got why it worked. He was, he talked more and, you know, and he did, he was big evil and he did evil things and stuff. But, you know, once he went back to being dead man, it just made more sense, you know, like that was the Undertaker. That's who he was. And Biker Taker was just like, oh, bump on the noggin where he forgot who he was for a little while yeah, kind of no, a thing, you know?
1: No, I'm surprised in a Boneyard match, he wasn't like hardcore Undertaker, Undertaker,
0: you yeah. know? like this is your home turf.
1: Why did you show up on a motorcycle? (laughs) You know? Yeah. yeah. Rise from the grave or something.
0: When, when they said that it was going to be a bone yard match, that was like, okay, this is definitely going to be biker or taker because that was something that he used to say. Like when he said that he was going to punch you, he said he was going to throw soup bones. Okay, okay. Back, Biker Taker's like, I'm going to throw these old soup bones, and I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like throwing soup bones. It was well, always... Sorry.
1: Google barely existed at the time, so you couldn't look it up, you know? Yeah,
0: I was sad. I was sad that, that we didn't get soup bones at WrestleMania. That would have been hilarious. Just a co- nice, quick reference. A of little throwback. Olds. Here's some soup bones, bitch. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah
1: yeah what a match and how do you think they reintroduce AJ Styles and the rest of the OC into regular programming now that they've all literally been murdered in this match
0: I really want them to just walk into a room just like covered in dirt oh they like dug themselves out yeah it? yeah and be like that was a night you know like it's just <laughs> run with it you it know. was all a dream the whole time they don't acknowledge it in the slightest that's they don't even you know nothing happened I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about
1: <laughs> yeah what a what a mess what a mess but still hilarious
0: to watch oh, yeah wonderful but yeah between that I don't know if, were there any of the other regular matches that you did like like I liked Owens and, and Seth like as a match itself I really liked that match. I'm just gonna look up the card here hold on that's that's promising, is that you can well, think of...
1: I, re- I remember a lot of them, but I want to just run down the list. Main event matches. What is this crap? Just give me the list. Okay, well, we're not going to look down the list, I guess, there, Mike, because there's not... There is no list.
0: Well, here's a thought. What did you think of Stroman Goldberg? Thought it was stupid.
1: Like, on one hand, I'm very happy that Stroman finally has the title. Like, it should have been, what, like, two years ago when he was feuding with Roman Reigns. I felt like he should have won it then. Right. Uh, So, I'm really happy that he won it, but that match was hot garbage. Like,
0: did you think it was good? I thought it was horrible. No, it it wasn't great. Like, And it wasn't like it was, like, badly performed. It was just a bad match. Like, it was like, oh, I speared him three times. Well, I slammed you four times. That's why I win. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, son-
1: it, it didn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't fully understand the logic between Goldberg beating The Fiend and then somehow Braun Strowman just beating the shit out of Goldberg made any yeah, sense. Yeah, it just decimates, decimates yeah, it, Goldberg. It made no sense at all. So that match, I mean, yeah, I was happy with the result. I hated the match. Same with the Drew McIntyre Brock Lesnar match. I hated the match, but I was really happy that, that Drew has won. I'm glad that the title is off Brock. I think the, the match I was most disappointed in was Shayna Brasler. Uh, Shayna versus Baszler. Baszler, sorry, Baszler versus Becky Lynch. That one I thought should have been a lot better than it was, but it was like six or seven minutes long and it was one with like a roll up or something stupid. I
0: don't know. It just I was reading online because I don't really know Shayna Baszler because she's NXT and I don't watch a lot of NXT. And somebody was like, "Wow, Shayna got beat the same way Shayna always gets beat. Apparently, she's been beaten multiple times via roll up from her Finisher." Oh, okay. So, yeah. So it was like, "Wow, was- I
1: really I really like her as a wrestler. Like I, I she's got like that I'm legitimately tough feeling to her, you know? But I don't know. I just
0: I thought it was kind of shitty." <laughs> <I'll>
1: <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. So, overall, you weren't super impressed with the entire package. There was some highlights for you. I was going to say,
1: I I didn't hate it, but I think if the crowd had been there, everything would have been ratcheted up. Like, if I'm giving, you know, star ratings, I think literally every match gains an extra star if there was a crowd, you know, in my opinion, kind of thing. I did really like the, the tag triple threat tag team ladder match that ended up being one on one on one. Right, right. <laughs> that one was interesting, but uh, I don't know. Like I like I said, I had a hard time getting into them because you know it was just it felt like a dress rehearsal. I think we made. I was enjoying our our
0: Facebook chats more than the matches half the time. Yes, we were. We were making a lot of smarky remarks. I will say, <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so.
1: I don't know, did you have, like, other than the Firehouse one, like or Firehouse, sorry, Firefly one, like, were
0: there uh, sort of standout matches for you? Well, I said earlier, I liked Kevin Owens and and Seth Rollins, but that's kind of been a story that's been building for a while, and they did a really good job as a story, and I mean, I loved KO, and KO hopping off the the WrestleMania sign was pretty badass. Yeah. I was uh, maybe most disappointed
1: with the Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn match. Right. I felt like that could have been so much more. Is, is Sami Zayn able to do any moves anymore?:
0: From I was reading a, a, a Twitter thread about how Sami Zayn's move set gets smaller every, all the time. And it was like, here's one of Sami's big, famous finisher signature moves. He has not done it since 2018. This is the last time he did it. And then it's like, here's another one of his big signature moves. Hasn't done it since twenty eighteen. Here's another one of his big signature moves. Hasn't done it since twenty nineteen. Like like just Yeah. You like know. What,
1: what's going he must be injured or recovering, or maybe he just can't do it. Because didn't he have rotator
0: cuff surgery or something? Yeah, that must be it. Like he can't do some of those moves because of his arms or something. Like Which is too bad because he was always an exciting wrestler to watch. Yeah. I always like Sami Zayn. Yeah, me too. His music is great. You can dance to it. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> the important thing. That's the important thing.
1: Yeah, but But no, that's all for me from WrestleMania. I mean, bravo for them putting it on, but I feel like they probably would have been better to have like a special quarantine pay-per-view and save WrestleMania for September or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like like Titus O'Neil's face after the Firefly Funhouse match. (laughs) Yes. Really, really said it all for, for WrestleMania, but yeah, oh well, maybe next year will be, maybe if WrestleMania Hollywood. It was funny because there was a. I think I saw an ad for Money in the Bank, and I saw everybody commenting like, "Wow, it's very presumptuous of WWE to think that there's going to be pay per views happening a month from now." Kind of a thing. Yeah, I, I wonder you know. what their
1: ratings are. Do you know? No idea. Like, I haven't with seen since anything. since they've sort of doing like the empty arena
0: stuff, I, I, I haven't know. seen. I know a lot of people have been turned off by it because they just think it's weird, but. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen any ratings or anything like that. Maybe that's something that we can follow up on, like we did with the NASCAR thing next week. Yeah. All right, Mike. That sounds good. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips, or even to tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at nerdsfultimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, it's good shit. I'm Mike. <laughs> and I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again <laughs> soon. What the hell was that? <laughs> Don't you remember that from the Firefly Funhouse?
1: Oh, oh, yes, true. This is
0: good shit.
1: Is good shit.